everybody. Welcome to the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us on at Two on Three Pod on Twitter. And if you'd like to send us some email, <laughs> like anybody ever said. Have we ever gotten email? One time. We got one email. That's one a, time. You can send us some email at two on three pod at gmail.com. I'm Chris. You can find me at CD Villasenor on the Twitter. And with me always is Ty. Where can we reach you? At S-E-A-T-J-K. Our Twitter has been a rollicking good time lately. Well, it's it's nice when you get to supplement the show with your witticisms. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is related to that thing I talked about last week. Right? It's a, it feeds, it one feeds the other. And so I want got... to clarify, hold on, I want to clarify, this is episode 8. And I, I want to clarify that. This is episode just... <laughs> 5.2. <laughs> I just I can't believe that I didn't catch that in the edit either. That I just listened to it and just ignored it. That I introduced episode seven as episode five. If you listened last week, obviously, this is that was not episode five. It was not. Anyway, we've got some good topics for you today. We're gonna break down the Super Bowl. Um, we're gonna do one of my favorite long running things, which I call we call trailer park. We've done like little blog things here and there, and I've always whenever I write about something, I always bring this trailer park segment where we watch some uh, movie trailers. Uh, the Super Bowl is always good for that. And we're going to talk a little bit about gendered food, <laughs> which I think is, was a hilarious topic. For some odd reason, it caught my funny bone. And the epilogue, we'll talk a little bit about the Winter Games, getting prepped for uh, Pyeongchang, which is not Pyongyang, which it's is not. which has been confusing for a lot of low-information people over the last, I think, several months. It seems like the whole North Korea, South Korea alone is confusing for a lot of people. <laughs> Especially if you're low information. It makes it even more difficult to handle. Anyway, let's start it off. Super Bowl breakdown. The goat gets well, the horns. What's the uh, what, what do we got here? Well, first of all, i got to take a, a lap for my win, my pick, my late pick of the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles to take the uh, to cover four, point, four and a half points. Not necessarily to win outright, but uh, that would have been a good money line bet. It would have been. It would have been. I, you know, a lot of... I, Mentioned in in the Twitter, if you read the Twitter, the uh, really just been betting against Nick Foles for weeks, and the guy has just been sticking it to people, which I love. I mean, I can respect that. I think that I think it takes a lot. Uh, it says a lot about a person, you know. If they, I mean, no one said anything positive about Nick Foles for the last month and a half. Well, he hasn't been good in like five years. <laughs> no, but not a single person who is not an Eagles fan said anything good about Nick Foles and only half the Eagles fans probably said something good about Nick Foles over the last six weeks I don't know I learned in the last couple of days he's widely known for having a big hog so that seems like a positive thing you could say about him <laughs> well they what he's got a what a big hog his nickname in college was apparently big dick Nick and footlong <laughs> Foles how did I? Are they not covering this? Did they? Did they mention this on the coverage? Did, did yeah, I don't think it's on the. I don't think it's on the network news. Did, did, did Collinsworth mention this? Uh, no, no, this, I learned about it in post post game coverage. As a huge bachelor party fan, we couldn't call him Nick the Dick. Is it Nick or is it Mister Dick? <laughs> is it, is, anyway, so really, well, how, well, that's that's. That's something they should cover more. I think that I think Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth should cover this. I feel like somebody should be mentioning this on the on the uh, on the broadcast. Make a Charles Haley reference. <laughs> well, you've learned something today, listeners. So there you ha- there have it. I think that's more than I needed to know about Sunshine Ronnie Bass and his his big hog. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I don't think there's ever been a game that I was more. Um, like more entertained by that I cared less about. I think maybe not caring makes it more entertaining. Like when you're when your team is playing, you're all worried and you're you're stressed out about it. And if they win, you're just relieved and if you're if you lose, you're pissed. But when you're when you really don't have skin in the game, it's kind of nice to sit back and and uh take advantage of the fact that no one wanted to play defense this year. You know, let's let's have some let's have some 7 on 7 drill. Until the last ninety seconds of the game, where one the, like one defensive play gets made the whole game, and that was it. Yeah, this just goes to show that I def- desperately need the Washington State Legislature to get on that, allowing us to uh, fund <laughs> illicit online sports gambling accounts again from our state, because uh, then I'd care a lot more. 
Because I definitely I w- would put some money on the game. Right. Uh, well, I wanted to get off their ass, so I want to play online poker again. But Jay Inslee's too busy trying to save the environment. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you quit saving the environment and let me play cards on the internet, you goons? <laughs> anyway, but, but yeah, so it's good to sit back and just say, you know what? I don't really care. Let the teams go up and down. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, I could have sworn that like everybody in America with two minutes left or whatever, Brady has the ball. You figure, oh, he's going to go down. He's going to score. They're going to win. Everybody just figured, right? Yeah, when they kicked that field goal and it wasn't enough to go up by two scores and all those extra points that they had did not convert on earlier in the game um, were still obviously in play at that point. It was, I just assumed the Patriots are going to win. I just, I was like, I remember when they scored the touchdown with two minutes and two and a half minutes to go before the strip sack. I was like, oh, too much time, too much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Eagles did something which is going to, people are going to throw this in the face of logic for the rest of forever, which is when you miss a field goal, the next time you score a touchdown, don't go for two. Just kick another field goal. Just kick the extra point and move on. Because... If they had kicked that extra point instead of trying to go for two to make up for the one they missed, then it would have been a nine-point game, and it would have been game over, and there would have been no drama at the end. Yeah, I didn't. I wish I could have I could retain enough of this to remember to be smart about this, but uh, I had read that Doug Peterson, that it wasn't necessarily a chasing points decision, that it was a philosophical one, but either way. Either way. But I got to give Doug Peterson huge props for going for it when he needed to and being aggressive throughout the whole game, like not really worrying about it. I think that that last drive that set up that last touchdown for them was a complete work of art, right? Two third down conversions and a fourth down conversion when a fourth down conversion on their own side of the field. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm sort of astounded by the Nick Foles performance. Like he played like, uh, an elite level quarterback he was his ball was on time when he's under pressure there was a couple of times where he's like rolling out and he's got a defender right on him and he still you know throws his cross his body and he's got the arm strength and the, every ball he threw was right on time like he didn't throw a lot there were no jump balls no no guessing games just right in tight windows all, all night long yeah I mean I think that goes to show you that there's that group of quarterbacks in the middle that middle third of quarterbacks where if you don't rush them if you don't if they don't get any pressure they carve you up yeah. like they're they're elite athletes. I mean, they might not be elite quarterbacks, but they're elite athletes. And if you don't make them think about, I'm going to get my head smashed in, they can throw a ball where they want to throw it. Well, and that's sort of the distinction that I'm making is that he, he, he performed well under duress that he, he really did look like an elite quarterback. And, uh, it makes me wonder if your, uh, your, your ridiculous hot take about moving on from Carson Wentz, which they're never going to do, obviously, but you know, Nick Foles, if, if he wants to go make a lot of money, I think that's a strong enough performance to get him a contract, but it comes down to coaching scheme and decision-making. Did you see the video today that he suggested that they run that trick play? Oh, the, the court, could they run it in practice? And yeah, he'd run up to, he ran up to Peterson. You want Philly Philly is what he said. And Peterson kind of looked at him for a second and said, let's do it. <laughs> and so they called it in Philly special. I love it. I love it. It's, I mean, it's a, that's a nice super bowl. Like, you it know, was good. Throw was really... for a, throw for a couple of touchdowns, catch one, guy off the bench MVP it is really a shame though that one of those fan bases got to be happy (laughs) that is that is that is too bad (laughs) the uh but let's let's jump into the more important part of the Super Bowl which was the Justin Timberlake performance well welcome to Frontierland I'm your host Justin Timberlake (laughs) (laughs) you know what if I was a if I was a skinny punk I'd be wearing Jordans and a camo suit too I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus for that. What about Be- the Stella McCartney hand painted shirt thing he was wearing? Wow. <laughs> I mean, so Nike, genius by the way, they released those shoes. So those shoes yeah. are a Tinker Hatfield yeah. JT thing. Yeah. they're awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. The I checked eBay today. Mm-hmm. They're up for three thousand bucks. They're listing for three thousand dollars on eBay, and I guarantee they're selling. I still I pine for the Jordan Four Christmas Edition with the twenty three stitched on the side, and they've never re released it. Can I get that one? I'll just pay one hundred and seventy dollars or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Two twenty. Just, just throw down for the uh, just throw down for the for for whatever. Not three thousand dollars Timberlake shoes. Man, three thousand dollars is too much for Jordans. That's... Yeah, because if you're wearing those Jordans, I'm no longer gonna think you're cool. I'm gonna be like, oh, those Timberlake Jordans, you're a fool. 
<laughs> just <laughs> start stomping around on him. Like, ah, don't do those are my three thousand dollars shoes. <laughs> Let's see, they cost almost as much as my car is worth. <laughs> He's still driving that thing, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, terrible. The terrible. outfit, though. The outfit, though. I mean, I honestly couldn't get out of my head that he was gonna, you know, introduce you to the the, the perils of Thunder Mountain. It was just the whole thing was like, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the 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 shooting range, Disney's Frontierland. I, I just, like I said to you on Twitter, the whole thing for me, the whole performance performance had a a vibe of. Dad has just had a few too many pops. I thought Timberlake looked old. Timberlake is old. I know. Uh, he, he, looked not, old. he looked it. He's not young. The uh, that's the that's the that's the thing we keep telling ourselves is, oh yeah, Justin Timberlake. He's what twenty twenty six. As long as they're younger than me, they're young forever. Oh no, they're not. You know, I, Jason McIntyre. If you don't know who Jason McIntyre is, he's a he's a sports, formerly of the big lead, or still of the yes, big lead now by Yahoo perhaps. Sports. Yes, yes. His his tweet during the halftime was, "I'll just finish my thought here." Timberlake yeah. waited too long for his best song, and in parentheses, trolls. I'm like, <laughs> dude, that is not uh, the first. So that is not Justin Timberlake's best song. Let's be clear that. That whole dance, dance, dance song is not Justin Timberlake's best song. It's not even close. It's not even in the top 20. You're not going to get any arguing from me. I mean, I don't mind it. It's fine. It's a, it's sort of, it's like cotton candy. That's a ridiculous, that's a ridiculous statement. He saved his best song too long. It's bad. It's not a, it's a bad take. It's <laughs> a bad, it's a bad <laughs> the whole take. Thing, the whole thing felt wildly self-indulgent though. Like, yeah. I really didn't need to hear Cry Me a River. I didn't need to go through the au revoir. Justin Timberlake, that is the whole point. No, that is the whole point of inviting someone to do the halftime is to play their greatest hits, songs people know, and eat up fifteen minutes. But to 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 end my point here with Justin Timberlake is, dude's cardio was was solid. Sure, because you know didn't look like he did very much singing. So not not. he he worked hard. They gave him some backing track. The mic stand dance was weak. Nothing but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a good. I thought it was All a right. solid halftime performance. All right, I thought it was wildly underwhelming. So. All right, moving on. What else did we see during the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Oh, we're off to our trailer park segment. Super Bowl movie trailers. Now a lot of people talk about the commercials, and I, we're just gonna kind of skip over that a little bit. Maybe we'll touch on it a little. But I always like the trailers. People are saving their trailers for, for, um, for Super Bowl day. They've been teasing them up. So I'm gonna. First, I'm going to give props to the Australia tourism people for running that Danny McBride Dundee thing, because I thought, because I had my eyes rolling for the last month when they first saw that. I was like, "Come on, they're they're really going to make a Dundee movie with freaking Danny McBride?" I was sold. Then, I thought it was real too. <laughs> and when they popped that as a tourism course, I thought that is genius because I was really hating this idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned out to be an awesome idea. I, I sort of would watch the Danny McBride, Chris Hemsworth co- buddy comedy movie, though. I'm, I'm into it. It doesn't <laughs> but, have to be Crocodile Dundee. Right. right. It, 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 it pivoted me instantly like, oh, this is a brutal thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, I really kind of want to see this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to them um, for, for pulling that. So um, let's talk about what we saw. First one I'm going to go with is... Skyscraper starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Die Hard as a Rock? Die Hard hard as a Rock. Die Harder Um, Than a Rock? Die Harder Than a Rock? Yes. So, I don't know. He's... He's Die Hard. Let's just make a Die Hard movie. It's fine. What kills me in all these action movies is... There is no way Dwayne Johnson is making this leap from this crane back into this building. With one leg. One leg, he weighs 300 pounds... And the world record long jump is not even thirty feet. <laughs> and so you're gonna so you're gonna have me believe that he's gonna run across the top of this crane wearing a shirt and pants and dress shoes. He's gonna exceed the world record long jump and then land back inside the building. Well, he has a lot of floors to fall to cover that to <laughs> cover that space. No, you are going straight down. By the time you make it like twelve feet past the end of that thing, you are falling straight down. Your linear momentum is done, and your and it, your horizontal momentum is finished, and it's all vertical. By the you're already physics truthing a rock action movie. I mean, did you see San Andreas? 
I watched Fate of the Furious, so I know my physics. I know real <laughs> physics when I see it. It's just it just makes me laugh. It just I just it, that's a lot of gap. It's like just shorten the gap a little, maybe by half, and maybe I'll be like, okay, I'll buy off. But that's like a forty foot span. That's I'm not like, watching. I'm not watching that movie. You're passing. You're passing well, on Skyscraper. I'll see it. Well, I'll see it on uh, cable whenever it's. Yeah, I'll see it on. How about Jurassic Park Five, Jurassic World Two, Fallen Kingdom? Why are we why are, why are we making more Jurassic Park movies? I don't know. Apparently, Chris Pratt needs more work. Like he's not only in every movie. Like between him and The Rock, are there any other movies? Like, well, I mean, available? it's not like it's 2015, but you know, it's <laughs> he's definitely around. <laughs> All right, so we need another Jurassic movie. No, we we don't because the don't? same thing happens every time. The the dinosaurs are going to get loose. Cor- yeah, and eat some people. But they put a volcano in this time. Uh huh. And now the now Chris Pratt has the dinosaur on his side. <laughs> he's 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 friends with the dinosaurs. No, this is a this is a miss. I did, I will probably I, see this in the theater because uh, my wife loves Jurassic Park movies. Really? Yeah. She's she's a she's a she's she's in the tank for the Jurassic Park. I guess so. Wow. All right. I might. The kids might make me take them to, the, to see Jurassic Park Five, Jurassic World Two, Fallen Kingdom, which is what I'm calling <laughs> Jurassic. It. I like it. Because it's Jurassic Park 5, right? It yeah, really is. Don't try to rebrand this like I don't know what's happening. Like, you're going to just call it Jurassic World and it's not really just Jurassic Park. I kind of feel like they're retconning these two movies in place of the other two sequels. Like, there's the first movie now, and then now there's the, the two Chris Pratt movies, and the other two in no, the middle no, just but didn't the, happen. But then, but then they got Jeff Goldblum to come and, and do a little mumbling oh, Okay. on behalf of uh, Ian Malcolm. So That was a good commercial, by the way. The Jeff <laughs> commercial? Yeah. Yeah. We're, I think we're entering another golden age of gold bloom here. So I th- I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few years. Cause I think it only took them 22 years to do a Jeep commercial at Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better late than never. Uh, the Avengers. Uh, everyone's going to see the Avengers, right? My question about the Avengers is how do they afford to pay these salaries? Good God. Right. The, I mean, I know these movies make like $2.3 billion worldwide. Right. Like every single one of them. But man... Talk about rolling out the, the, the credits must run the just the cast credits must run for another six or seven <laughs> minutes after the show's over. They must all get a, a small residual piece. They have to. Yeah, they it's the only be. the way it makes sense to me. They're making I know the studios back. don't like to do that though, so they'd rather pay you up front, like signing bonus money. But they can't. Look at every everyone is in this. Like the whole Marvel universe turns out for Infinity War. Yeah, well, I think Cheadle's back, right? Because the trailer has War Machine in it. Like, everyone. It's everyone. It's, like, all hands on deck. So, yeah, we're definitely seeing it. I like the, the the trailer's also good. But, you know, I think that... Do you think that at the expense of... I don't think it comes at the expense of Black Panther, because I think Black Panther looks pretty good. At Black Panther, I'm more interested in seeing that than I am in Infinity War. I'll probably wait for Infinity War at this point. I don't know that I'll go see it in the theater. All right. How about... Red Sparrow starring Jennifer Lawrence. Isn't this an Avengers movie? No, you're right. They t- Isn't this the Black Widow origin story? That's what I said. That's a, yeah. I, I saw this thing. I was like, wait a minute. You can't make this movie. This is ScarJo's movie. Yeah, yeah this is Scarlett Johansson's uh, solo Avengers movie. What, what are you uh, doing? What are you doing? Who, who, <laughs> who greenlit this? ScarJo must be pissed. Because this really was the... This really is the... This, the Scar- this is really is the Black Widow movie yeah red sparrow i don't really understand like who it's for i don't know i'm passing on it <laughs> yeah no thanks mission impossible six i i'm pissed that they took the numbers off because last one was like rogue nation and then and now this one's yeah. called fallout but this is well, really it's, a, it's an anthology MI, now this is like mi8 or something the only like constant that. is ethan hunt and Tom ving Ra- and ving rames <laughs> Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames can't get any other work. That's the other. That's the sad part about this. But well, you don't sleep on those Arby's commercials. <laughs> we have the meats. That's that's Tom, free advertising for you, Arby's. This segment I, not brought to you by Arby's. I love I love the fact that the whole franchise is now based on what can we get Tom Cruise to hang from. Yeah, I had the same note. Safety. It's awesome. It's a great. The trailer was the greatest hits. It is. Let's hang from a. Let's hang from a helicopter from. From the first Mission Impossible movie, and then hang from a cliff like the second Impossible movie, 
hang from a rope. Well, yeah, hang from a rope twice. Once from a helicopter. That's I don't. It doesn't matter which movie it was. No, nothing's gonna beat the plane from Rogue Nation, where he they strap crews to the outside of an airplane and they actually have the airplane take off. No, nothing's gonna beat exploding bubblegum, where it's two red sides light, and you have to red light, green light. <laughs> exactly. Don't 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 start me on Mission Impossible. I'm just so in the tank for these stupid movies. Oh, the music still gives me a little boner. <laughs> so good. So also, good. don't don't sleep on Tom Cruise uh, riding a motorcycle. Also, a critical part of the Tom Cruise action movie uh, Tom capabilities. Cruise, Tom Cruise runs. He sprints. Yes. Rides a motorcycle. Hangs from a high spot, and then hangs on the outside of the aircraft. He also starting to look like Golden Era or sorry Golden Eye Era Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, it's weird. I think I it's know. a haircut. I like Tom Cruise. I, know, I mean, I know he's an insane person. Yeah. But movie star Tom Cruise is still solid, man. Whenever Tom Cruise shows up in a movie, I'm like in. This franchise I, is also now 22 years old. I know. I've been in, but I've been, yeah, exactly. But, you know, we've been, I've been in on Tom Cruise since what, 86, 85, 86, you know, Top Gun, right? Yeah, shows yeah. Up. yeah. But yeah, you're right. The first, the first Mission Impossible movie is. It's 96. I was in high school. <laughs> I'm nearly forty. I was four. I was I was forty three years old in nineteen ninety six. Well, you're holding up well. Oh, thank you. That's why you should tell people you're old. And then until they go, oh yeah. Oh. All right, uh, a couple honorable mentions. Um, I thought the I thought the the uh, the Jack Ryan series from uh, Amazon looked pretty solid. I might have to check that one out. Yeah, perhaps. No. It just you're not buying Krasinski is you're not buying Krasinski is uh is America's favorite CIA. There's also just the politics dude. of it now are starting to rub me the wrong way, <laughs> like ah. the American exceptionalism overseas. Like maybe maybe just it, relax. Maybe I don't know. Go and sit on the beach and smoke a J instead of what you're doing. You don't think, you don't think they'll you don't think they'll have sort of a modern take to it? You think it's uh you think it's always Clancy will always be sort of Clancy kind of. Well, thing. I mean the Russians are back, so Clancy's back. How can you how can you argue with that? I'm with it. No, I'll probably watch it. Are you not going to mention the Star Wars movie? I thought I figured you were saving it because you didn't want us I'm to get saving it. on it. I'm saving it. <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox. I was going to see Cousin the... It getting work. <laughs> and, of course, yes, Solo. I'm not buying this kid as, Harris, as young Harrison Ford. He's just a little too boy band. I just, I can't, I can't quite, I can't quite get my arms around it. Although... And of course, you know it's it's hard to see the Millennium Falcon looking all new and shiny and in, like all imperial. Well, like did you all... look at it closely? Did you notice that it like had a closed nose and stuff? So oh, going yeah, back no. to your theory about that the Millennium Falcon is the best Star Wars character, it was the yeah. thing I cared the most about. It's like show me, <laughs> just show me the plane, show me the ship. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just beat the crap out of it. They just uh, they Hans just had spent the last what? How old is he in the first? How how old, like fifteen years maybe between. This movie, this solo, a Star Wars story, and and Episode Four. I would say you could even push to like you could say Han is close to forty in the first in Episode Four, and so he might. This might be nearly a twenty-year span. Yeah, so they've been beating the crap out of the Falcon for like twenty years. That's why it looks like such a shit pot. By the well, time my they... theory is that they supposedly the Kessel Run is in this movie, according to Ron Howard, yeah. mm-hmm. or the planet Kessel is whatever. Regardless, yeah. we'll see. My theory is that they modify the ship for weight. Oh, there's that just they, that's the yeah, that's why that nose is gone. They they de, you know they change the the aerodynamics of it in order to to speed it up. Yeah, sort of a yeah, it's it's a hot rod movie. It's yeah. gonna be it'll be a, it's basically Fast and Furious. Yeah, literally all I care about is the, the Falcon and Chewie. <laughs> sort of just take or leave anything else that's involved in the movie, unless right. they want to bring back the uh, Forrest Wicker's character. I want some more. I want more of the Saw Guerrera character in other Star Wars movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, nah, we won't be seeing that. Which is too bad. <laughs> and then Woody Harrelson shows up. I'm not. I'm a little. I'm a little split up. I'm a little broken. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm sure when it hits the theaters, I'll be in the tank for it. It'll be fine. I don't know. I'm Woody's sure. Woody's always pretty solid. I'm sure. And I'm sure. And sure after Memorial Day, after I see it, I'll be all gushy about it. Also, if I said to you, "Who's an ideal casting person for a space western?" and I offered you Woody Harrelson, I think you'd be excited. I think I'd take it. Yeah, he's good like that. All right. Topic number three, <laughs> gendered food, <laughs> ladies Doritos has been <laughs> has been the has been the forefront of my mind all the time. Quick question: What if I like lady Doritos better? Well, it's like getting the petite fillet. <laughs> does, that, does that make me? 
Does it make me less a man? I don't know. So, I feel like the petite filet gets less ordered just because it's called petite, which is just the French word for small. So, <laughs> so people got some bad ideas about like gender politics. <laughs> <laughs> so our uh, the um, CEO of PepsiCo, um, who by the way, if you read anything about her, is uh, she's she's obviously tremendous, like a tremendous business person, and Indra Noi. Um, you know, talking about trying to, you know, dialing products for men and women, which, I, again, I don't think this is a bad thing. And I don't know why people get all bent out of shape about it. But um, but she says some, she here's the, here's the quote about women. Uh, they don't like to crunch too loudly in public, and they don't lick their fingers generously, and they don't like to pour the little broken pieces and flavor into their mouth, which is kind of a weird, kind of a sexy thing to say. <laughs> I think but, that that is the problem, though, is that you're talking about why people get all upset about it. I think it's this idea that this this it goes back to this patriarchy idea that women should be seen and not heard. And like, oh, you're crunching Doritos too loudly on the train, bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, ma'am. You are crunching too loudly on. I'm the trying train. to read my barstool sports blogs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a. But here's the thing. She just sort of says it. But if she said. We have been studying the eating patterns and preferences of women for the past two and a half years. They had to have focus grouped this, right? They had to have. I mean, no one's going to pour money into this without, like, just because somebody in a boardroom said, you know what we should have? I think women don't like to lick their fingers and crunch chips. So we're going to make a, a, a less crunchy chip. Does that, make it, does that mean it's softer? Because I like potato chips with a little snap to them right yeah i don't know what a low crunch potato chip is what is a low crunch potato chip i'm not sure i i kind of am down with the fact that if the flavor stuck to the chip a little better for sure i didn't get dorito hand like all the time yeah because i'm always eating doritos (laughs) but you know i'm okay with that but i don't know what a low crunch chip is well going to your point about what if you like the lady doritos better I, i i think i would because I'm with that flavor idea that I don't want it all over my hands. And mm-hmm. they, she also talked about, uh, is there a way it can be designed and packaged differently? And the chip bag is one of the worst packages we have. It's um, loud. It's, it's, yeah, it's super obnoxious. You cannot open it in a quiet room and then you can't eat it either. So maybe it's just for women trying to be quiet in a, in a library. What? Eating chips? In the li- <laughs> eating chips is a celebration of life. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to like, like keep it on the down low that you're eating chips. It took you me like just... 15 minutes to open a Kind Bar when I was trying to eat it in a meeting one day. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that wrapper. Like... Dude, the Kind Bar is a brutal. <laughs> that wrapper is absolutely brutal. But, and also, you know, here's the thing they should fix about Doritos and chips in general is they pack so much air in the, in the, in the packaging that you can't stick it places, right? Because it takes up too much space. They need, to the... take, they need to take half the air out of the bag so that the bag is is smaller it's like not so not so pillowy i want a plastic bowl and a peel off lid like a pringles can well why do you hate the environment so much (laughs) (laughs) why do you want the environment to die doesn't have to be plastic i guess (laughs) i think they should put them in keurig those mylar bags are those mylar (laughs) bags environmentally friendly do you recycle a mylar bag or do you throw it in the garbage man i throw that thing in the garbage are we supposed to do you know does anyone have any idea what you're supposed to do with a bag of chips no you throw it in the garbage like all the rest of the stuff there's recycling they have that here (laughs) (laughs) you know i have a buddy on the east coast that makes that joke unironically and so yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what else what else could we here's here's my here's here's my idea for the next gendered thing that for my life is here's what's going to happen i'm going to go to like a really nice steak place and the and the waiter's going to bring me my awesome ribeye with the best piece of the cap cut out and like on the side of my wife so she can just eat that piece that'll be the that'll be the the lady's ribeye which is really just my ribeye with the best piece cut out of it so my wife can eat that part yeah i don't want that <laughs> that's what's gonna happen in my what life. are your own food <laughs> That's it. That this is the next gendered food thing. It's like a whole like it's a, it's like a hungry man meal with one little pocket of the best piece of food, but that's actually for your wife. I think the gendered the gendered food should be at the restaurant. Whatever you order, your wife should get a plate of tiny pieces of all of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just whatever that is. Right. I should get my whole meal. Yes. 
unmolested, intact, intact. Un- yes. and they should cut up a piece of every piece of my meal from another plate. They should, because they should, because you know there are dudes and their wives in the restaurant, right? Yeah. So they could just make one extra one and divvy yeah. it up between the ten dudes who are eating with their wives, because we're yeah, all yeah. two the bites same of thing each, anyway. Yeah, two bites of everything. Right, two bites of everything that go on a separate plate that go to your wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would like, be the no, you cannot have any of mine. <coughs> it's your yours of mine is right in front of you. That is the greatest idea I've ever heard. This is like this would change. This is like a game changer for me. I would, well, I would love this so. I would go to that restaurant every time. And be like, where do you want to eat tonight, honey? Oh, we're gonna go to that place that cuts my a piece of my meal from somebody else's plate and puts it on your plate because that way you don't have to eat my food. We call it the three for two restaurant. Three <laughs> plates for two people. <laughs> Just keep the theme alive. So yeah, let's uh, let's do a business plan. And then let's announce our restaurant on Twitter and get completely skewered for our gender biased ideas. <laughs> That's not gender biased. That is a practical solution to a real world problem. Yes, but that's that's part of the joke that I'm making is that you can't you're not allowed to propose any sort of practical oh, I'm solution sorry. I'm that sorry. might not take into account. Right, right. Yes. Okay. Well, hey, and I'm not making fun of anybody's oppression. Just to be clear. <laughs> I am. <laughs> because because we all well remember they used to have women's cigarettes. Remember women's cigarettes? Sure, remember Virginia the, Slims. The, yeah, Virginia Slims. They used to have those. They uh, what else? I mean. Well, how about that filter? You know, the filtered cigarettes used to be just for women. When cigarettes were originally a thing, like unfiltered cigarettes were marketed at men because filtered cigarettes were too, too, I don't know, uh, feminine for you to have a filter on that. I want a straight tar shot to the lungs. Right. (laughs) Right. I want that Pall Mall red, like filterless nail right in my mouth. (laughs) You know, one time when you and I were at the, the famous Taco Squamous bar and you adjourned for the evening... And I was wrapping up my night. I desperately wanted a cigarette because it was that time in my life where if I'd had enough drinks, a cigarette was just an inevitability. That for me, that was yesterday. <laughs> so I was every time the... I every time alcohol touches my lips, it's like the first thing I wanted to smoke. <laughs> well, so I I asked the bartender. I said, you know, do you have any cigarettes? And they don't have any back there. And he's like, oh, I might have one. And then he gives me an unfiltered Camel Red, Woo! which I took and smoked, and then just wanted to die. I was like, thanks, <laughs> I gotta go home. <laughs> Thank you. If you find me around the corner lying in the gutter, you'll know what happened. <laughs> My God. Immediately get the spins. All right. Well, I tell you what. I'm looking forward to having some lady some lady potato chips. Yeah, I'm for that, it. I, I, is there anything that you get currently that you feel like is marketed at women that you enjoy like, food-wise? Is there anything you're currently buying on a regular yeah, basis? Yeah, Lu- Luna Bar, man. Yeah. Yeah, Lean I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to grab a Luna bar. <laughs> is, there, is there estrogen in those? Because I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know why they're just not regular snack bars. They seem they seem pretty they seem pretty run of the mill to me. I don't know. Oh, why. maybe that's why you're growing those breasts. Well, no, that's because I can't do push-ups anymore. <laughs> it's all the hamburgers. It, I don't care. It's yeah. It's, it's my. It's it's not the. It's not the Luna bar. Yeah, I've been trying what. this diet lately. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's uh. It's probably going to catch on is the all alcohol and carbs diet <laughs> so far. Um, not going real good, but I, I think that we're about to turn the corner at any moment. Listen, I feel better. <laughs> like I don't feel better, but I feel better. You know what I'm saying at the moment, you know, whatever. I just noticed that I felt pretty horrific after Super Bowl Sunday when I had consumed <laughs> copious beers and lots and lots of pork and chips. And that's what the Super Bowl's for, man. Embrace it. I know, I just, I've gotten to a point now where I, when I feel like that, I feel really bad afterwards. Like, I feel both, I don't know, just physically bad and also shame. (laughs) (laughs) So, so back to our Doritos, the Doritos people, I think this is sort of like a middle finger to, to upper management when they tweet, we already have Doritos for women, they're called Doritos and they're loved by millions. Well, I think all that says is that whenever they launch these lady chips, they're not going to be called Doritos. <laughs> the people at Doritos are like, uh, why would you drag us into this? Because we do, we do fine business in the Dorito, in Dorito land. Yeah, and I thought Doritos were for women. I mean, who's the most famous Dorito spokesperson of all time? Uh, who is it? Allie Landry from the Super Bowl like <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> Allie Landry isn't famous. She was famous for a minute for Doritos. <laughs> Didn't she get married to AC Slater? I, I don't know. But I'm going to find out. 
All right, look it <laughs> like, up while like I segue. introduce this while I introduce this next segment. So here we are to the epilogue, and uh, it's been a fine. So so just to preview the epilogue a little bit, we'll, we'll talk about the winter games. This is the time of the year where right about just before the new year, I start taking the kids up skiing every Sunday. So I go snowboarding, you know, I run, do some runs on the green, some green runs and some blue runs. And then I usually just hang out for a while while the kids just run buck wild around on the mountain. And this is the time every year, you know, we always ride till the end of February, but every year it gets shorter. Like every year, like, like now I'm tired of going. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to go up on that cold ass mountain anymore. I want to go like somewhere sunny. The kids are totally down for it. They're they're ready to ski. To, they'd ski all the way through March if for I sure. if I kept taking them. But man, I remember man, those days. These are the these are the these are the dog days of winter for me. I just like oh god, I gotta go to the mountain and snowboard some more. I'm like, uh, I'll like take two runs and then go sit in the car. You the can kids. ski. It's a lot easier. Um, but I don't want to learn to ski. I just, oh, you never knew how? No, I no, never okay. did. I learned to snowboard. Now, I mean, snowboarding's not hard for me. I have the I have these old click-in bindings, so sure. I don't have it's, to sit it's down. It's easy to take it easy. It's easy to take it easy, but it's just now I'm just like, I'm just so not in the mood to be cold. I just want to go somewhere warm. Like Pyeongchang. <laughs> it's not warm there. It's not warm there. I, You know, I, they did, I did see something on TV. They were walking around the grounds, and it didn't look like there was a lot of snow. Like, you know how back in the day when the Winter Olympics, they'd go somewhere, there'd be like snow all over the village, and like, and there's no snow in the village. It's just like, there's just a lot of brown trees and concrete <laughs> it's not it doesn't look so nice the olympics have become a bit of an anachronism right like with sort of the world shrinking that i still am all for some international competition don't get me wrong but there is an aspect to it that doesn't seem as important as when we all watched it and it was really like it did really feel like it was for national pride and it really mattered like especially in the 80s right when it was like we have to outmetal the Russians is the most important thing in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, especially pre-expanded cable, where right. you know it was the thing to watch for two weeks, right, and or more, two and a half weeks or whatever it goes now. And then back in the day, they had they had uh, the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics in the same year. They right. weren't they weren't staggered. So you know you had an Olympic year like when was, when was the last Olympic year that had winter and summer in the same year something like 88 yeah Lillehammer sticks out Lillehammer sticks out for me like that Lillehammer happened I think two years after the previous one which was was like it was like so it was 80 84 then 88 and then 90 or something like that they like one of that the stagger happens kind of in there somewhere yeah uh but the uh but yeah it was a big event I mean it was a thing because it was the only thing that was on and you didn't have a lot of choices anyway so and we were simpletons back then. <laughs> we were like, whoa, Olympics. Woo, woo, woo. It's the only time, it's the only time still where you get to see most of this stuff. But now, figure skating pretty much happens all winter long because there's like a ridiculous amount of stupid. Yeah, it was 92. Coverage. We had it in 92, and then we had it in 94. Oh, okay. So that was the two year. The 92 hop. Winter Olympics in Albertville. Albertville. I don't have any memory of that whatsoever. That's crazy. <laughs> if you tell, okay, sure. <laughs> that was France, right? Yeah. Like Chamonix. It's like Alberville. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, I don't know who won anything. I mean, that's the, it starts started to blur together. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like Bonnie Blair. I don't know. Somebody, there was obviously somebody, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, especially because I have a huge and raging crush on Michaela Schifrin. So America's sure. skiing. That's, that's a reasonable thing to have. <laughs> <laughs> America's skiing Taylor Swift. I think that I think this is, except you know, Michaela Schifrin has like real talent, but the uh, and she's a winner, and she. I mean, but I I, I get down for this. I'm not going to watch any of those team sports. I probably won't watch any of the hockey. I'll probably watch all the single. No serving. hockey. Nah, I'll probably just watch all the single serving stuff. Like, oh, this is the gold medal. Of race for short track speed skating men or i don't care i'll like i'll watch all that that goofy stuff i mean i watch enough hockey the speed skating is terrible i'm sorry i I hate it i don't need to watch it's over it so quickly it's dumb if you fall like one single mistake you're done like people can wreck each other and ruin the race it's just it's a bad sport what short or long i I don't care it's all bad it's all (laughs) skiing the skiing is fine biathlon 
you know, I mean, it's really weird that you have a gun <laughs> event in the Winter Olympics, but it's I like biathlon because it's like a James Bond event. Right. You got to ski and shoot some people. Right. Exactly. It's it's um. I watched this one feature on this young woman who's like the the best the best biathlete in the world she can run her heart rate up to like 120 beats per minute and then stop and 30 seconds later her heartbeat will be like 60 like it would take me it would take me it would take me an hour and a half to she's never gotten out of breath in her life (laughs) right the uh but i mean as much as i love as much as i love the um the the biathlon as a james bond sport we know what the ultimate james bond sport is right it's the modern pentathlon in the summer. That's the James Bond sport. Okay. It is fencing, swimming, horseback riding, shooting, and running. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's uh, like J- some like like some like War of 1812 shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the James Bond event, without question. But winners doing what they can. We're going to ski. We're going to shoot. If it was a James Bond event, part of the skiing event would actually happen on the luge track. Because I think that actually happens in one of those James Bond movies, one of those old Roger Moore movies. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I swear to God, it opens with uh, a skiing thing, and they ski all over the place, and then they even ski down the bobsled track, and then the last, before the credit, the opening credits roll, he skis off this cliff and opens up this parachute that has the British flag on it. Sure. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the problem Moonraker. with the Olympics... It might be Moonraker. I'm <laughs> going right. to laugh if I actually get that right. I'm going to fact check. Fact the only check thing I remember about, about Moonraker is Jaws. That's the best part, man. Was a, was a, he was the best part of those freaking... And a lot Roger of Roger Moore, Moore karate chops. Like, he <laughs> disarm you like your machine gun with this karate chop. All right. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Roger Moore. Anyway, everybody should watch the Winter Olympics. Well, hold on. I have a few more what? things to say about this really? one. First of all, yes, biathlon would be – this is my problem with most Winter winter Olympic sports is that it's mostly just one person doing something at one time. And that's okay. that's just a problem for me because my favorite Winter Olympic sport is probably like a border cross at this point because that's amazing. Oh, like the, the, ski, snowboard, version, the, the ski version and the, and the snowboard version are both excellent. Yeah, it's great, right? So now make skeleton like that, only so that it's like a four-lane <laughs> skeleton track. Same with bobsled. All that stuff with the, with the sleds. I need multiple runners at the same time. Not in the same track. Like, they get their own lanes, but maybe they shoot out the edge a little bit. That'd be cool. <laughs> How many people would lose their arms and fingers in this event? Like, well, those, you know, in, put, those, make it an enclosure. Like, you don't have to have your whole body out. Those skeleton blades are, like, double razor sharp. Right, that's what I'm saying. You get your own track. It's like, uh, it's, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something. It's like a, one of those oh, giant yeah. slides yeah, at the, yeah, the where fair. You where you get your own lane. Like, yeah. yeah. You get yeah, your own so lane. Like I think, yeah. I mean, the IOC could probably spring for that to have those tracks all over the place. They're already spending billions of dollars to put on this 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 event. They could make the, the Winter Olympics cool if they stopped if they used the bribe money to actually make the sports cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Just think what they could do with all that bribe money. What if the biathlon was a paintball thing, where you had to ski and shoot at each other? Yeah, you're in this giant field and ski around and shoot yeah. at each other. No, you'd biathlon- watch that. I would. I would watch the downhill event with guns, with paintball guns. How about the downhill event, except not paintball guns. It's like... Um, Lassos. No, like stun guns. Like, so if you get shot, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> you get shot by somebody. No, no, I like it. I like it. No, it's the downhill ski in ski cross form. And then you get a paintball gun. And every, and every time you get hit by a paintball, they add like a second and a half to your time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm down. That that's, that's an excellent event. Yeah, that's see, I could I just again. I should be the commissioner now of the Winter Olympics. <laughs> the how IOC about a, chairman? How about if we put horses on skis and then made them go down the? And you P- rode. I the think horse. the PETA people are going to have a problem with that one. <laughs> and then you rode the horse and skied <laughs> down the hill. The horse. So you're riding the horse while the horse is skiing. Yes. That sounds challenging. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of training for the horse. There's a lot of there's a lot of preparation. You'd that. need a stable genius. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, would. horse puns for the win. Damn it, that's a good one. I should say we kind of. Who's gonna be the first one to like put a put a uh, picture of Bob Baffert up and like call it stable genius? 
Like Bob Baffert? Who the, who the hell is that? Bob Baffert's like the great horse trainer who trains all those like Kentucky Derby winners. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, a good one. Because the, like the only joke I have seen is Mr. Ed. Right. Popping out of the stable, stable genius. Yeah. No, no, that's the guy who would be like they would he win the Kentucky Derby like some like the New York. Why do you Post know that? Put, like stable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I watched the Kentucky Derby. He's I'd the be only more guy inclined who... to remember a guy's name if he was on that Luck show that ran for one season on HBO. <laughs> we're all the real we're horse all, They were actually killing horses on that. It that. was a problem. <laughs> that's why I only ran for one season. You know, horses for being uh, so durable as work animals and riding animals when you really breed them just to race it seems like they're quite brittle well i mean humans are the same way yeah have you seen have you seen the humans that race for a living they're all highly tuned like i think that's one of nature's things right it's like the faster you are like you know fast cars like sports cars are all temperamental like the right so you get tweaking out of like you get mutts like us like you will live forever yeah, yeah, I'm hella durable. <laughs> hella durable. Like, you get a mutt, that's like the best dogs to get, right? If you get like a purebred dog, it's always like freaky. Like, they're all twitchy. But yeah. you go down to the, you get you get like, you know, a third pit bull, a third collie, and a third of a German shepherd, man. That dog will live forever. Yeah, 30 years, you're going to have that dog. <laughs> It'd be shit solid. in the basement. It'd be solid. It'd be yeah, solid. I have a purebred dog, and he had to have uh, juvenile cataract surgery 12 months in. See, that's what I'm saying. You gotta get yourself a you gotta get yourself a mutt. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> All right. Anything else to add to our, our winter Olympic uh tet a tet? No, I think the I think the sports are underwhelming and we need a whole new slate of good stuff. Right? Okay. Well we'll we'll have to we'll have, maybe somebody'll have some ideas for us. But anyway, I'm gonna watch it. I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. I I will I'll plot my ass down every night and watch it on what, NBC. Yeah. It's good. They'll it's roll, good family entertainment too. They'll roll Costas and his pink eye out. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. <laughs> they'll just and we'll talk about whatever, and uh, I'll I'll eat it up. I'll eat it up. I'll stay up yeah. too late watching this goofy for crap. Sure. Well, hopefully night. Bob updated his glaucoma prescription and he'll be all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they allow the weed in Korea. I think the water might be cleaner than it was in Sochi, man. Sochi was fully sketchy. But uh, hopefully South Korea's. I think South Korea's got their act together. Apparently, well, except for the fact that it was like some huge norovirus outbreak. Yeah, I saw some like twelve hundred people are crapping their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Olympic fever. Catch oh, it. we had a summer vacation this year. Both the kids got norovirus the day we were getting in the car to get on our road trip, and oh, we just God. drove them in diapers. We just took diapers. They're both out of diapers. They haven't been in diapers oh, for a long time, but God. we had a box. We had a box in the closet. And it was like, you know what? Oh. Put these on. We're going. I got a, a non-refundable deposit. <laughs> that is a nightmare for everyone. Oh, that sounds like, that seems like a good note to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I can, those kids are going to be having to tell that story. Like, like to their kids, like, like you better toughen up. When I was your age, my, I had the shits and my dad made me take a car vacation. He just put a diaper on me, even though I was three years out of diapers. So, so cowboy up, you have little shits. Pretty much. Or put gonna, on this extra gonna, large pull up. We're going, or I'm going to get grandpa tied out here. Kick your ass and tell you to get in the car, you shits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Tough guy. Anyway. All right, bud. I'll talk to you later. As always, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, especially our listeners overseas. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not that I don't like the, the local and, you know, American listeners, but I'm very impressed that, you know, the Continentals are, uh, are listening to our, our podcast. Well, I was excited that we got a little pushback when we didn't get our show out on time last week. Really? That always makes me feel good. Yeah? Just just a mild did, bit of internet pushback. Did someone chirp at you? Like, where the hell? Where the no, hell I'm just making podcast? that up. I'm making that up completely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought maybe, you know, people are people are chomping at the bit to get at it. I don't know. Spitting into the void. It's all, all right. good. We love it. All right. Peace out, y'all. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Hey, girl. I got something real important to give you. So just sit down and listen. Girl, you know we've been together such a long, long time. Such a long time. And now I'm ready to lay it on the line.
Yeah. 